All right, everyone. We are. My family's starting to miss us. <laughs> your, your We've family. been here for so long. We've been now. in Vermont for six weeks, seven weeks. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. It's December. Uh, the, f- the leaves are gone in Vermont. All gone. It's stick season. Well, actually, is, there's no snow. Is there snow yet? There's probably snow. I don't know. Oh. At this point, when this episode gets released, there's probably snow. Yeah, there's right? Guys, we're yeah. here in the present. There's snow. <laughs> okay. Oh, is there? There's snow. Everywhere. <laughs> at, least, at least up in the mountains. Yeah, in the mountains. Yeah, yeah. We've probably. Already, we've probably. Already Marty knows what's up. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, if you haven't um, been able to tell, we are at, what brewery are we at, Erica? We're at Goodwater, because Erica's adjusting the mic for our, our guests right now. Good water. The best water I hear. <laughs> There's a story to that, too. Yeah? yeah. So, we'll get uh, to that. How are you, Marty? I'm doing great, yeah. Thanks life's, for... life's great, but it's getting better. Good. You know what? I like that philosophy. <laughs> That's a mantra I think I need to incorporate in my life, but uh, thanks for doing this today. We appreciate it. Yeah. Hey, no problem. It's great having you here, and uh, you know, I'm glad you're in Vermont. Yeah. Vermont's cool. We love Vermont. Good beer scene. Absolutely. You really can't hide behind. There's no bad beer up here. No. You know, I say it all the time because we have such great craft beer um, drinkers. And you got to know what you're doing because you're not going to last otherwise. (laughs) That's funny. We have talked about that a few times today, that your drinkers up here are much more educated than maybe outside of Vermont. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I use a parallel sometimes of if you're not really good at what you're doing as a musician, you're not going to last in Nashville past playing breakfast in a hotel room or hotel lobby one day. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to know it. And the same thing they can do up here. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. So let's talk about Goodwater. How did this idea come to be for you? Um, It goes way back to uh, actually my wife. A long time ago when we had a young family, uh, she gave me a homebrew kit for Christmas, and I took off from there with it many, many years ago. And for a long time, she thought she regretted it. <laughs> now she thinks I'm paying her back. Yeah. So, good, but, good. Uh, so, um, yeah, we're actually living down in Massachusetts at that point. And uh, you know, did a lot of brewing, a lot of contests, a lot of beer judging and things like that, and, and really kind of had a good knack with it. I'm originally from here, and... Um, so it was nice to come back to Vermont, and I had a lot of friends long-term that are brewers, own breweries, et cetera. So it was nice to really kind of come back um, at a time where everything was really kind of taking off and really succeeding. And um, What year was that, not to interrupt you, when you came back? I actually came back in 94, but we didn't okay. get started until past that because, again, we had a, a young family, so we were mm-hmm. trying to make sure we took care of all that stuff. But uh, I stayed still active in, in a lot of things going on. I did some brewing Okay. Um, with some brewers, we just put out as as, as a single beer once in a while. Right. Yep. Yep. Um, but then, um, 2012, 2013, I ended up getting my uh, my degree in brewing. Um, had uh, retired from what I had done before. Started that up and started pounding nails here around uh, early part of 2015. So we put everything together from there. Yeah. So you're basically like, all right, I'm done with that life. We're gonna move on and do something more passionate. Yeah, everybody wants to retire, so yeah. you know, I retired and decided to add more hours, more work, and yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> uh, but, but have but have fun doing what I was doing. And yeah, say most people uh, retire south or to Arizona. You decided to open a brewery. Yeah, you must yeah. be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, you went to school. What school did you go to? So I ended up uh, at American Brewers Guild, which okay. is um, actually based out of Middlebury, Vermont, conveniently, oh. but it's one of the nationally known uh, top tier. Yeah. 
you know, brewing schools in yeah. the country, and um, Steve Parks that owns that is uh, just a fantastic mentor and judge and whatnot. And uh, he's actually on the Vermont Brewers Association board, um, or actually, who was his, his term is now up. But um, yeah, so we and and as I am as well. But there's a lot of other brewers that we can keep more tight knit together just through that and, and yeah. being dialed into the beer scene and everything. But but uh, American Brewers Guild just put out some some fantastic brewers. That's really cool. And so it basically just teaches you about the whole process, takes you from square one or what did that schooling look like? Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a intense engineering and, and uh, brewing science. It's, it's nine months plus a mm-hmm. three month. Um, like internship kind of? Internship, yep. exactly. Yep. Yeah. So um, it's, it's just full board deep into it. Uh, speakers from around the world come, come in and, and you, you, they utilize the best in the business. And yeah. Um, very cool. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Was it important for you to get that education before you kind of went into an endeavor like this? Yeah. I mean, you know. I mean, just seeing like the climate of the industry right now, not everyone has that industry There's education There's a lot of wise. people here that are in the industry that actually have at least trained with someone who's in the professional field mm-hmm. yeah. somewhat. Um, I hadn't necessarily done that. And I want to make sure I had that part of it outside of the business part that, you know, I was bringing with it. But, um, you know, we talked way back when I was always thinking about this idea of maybe a brew pub versus a production brewery. I always wanted to do a brew pub initially because, you know, it's smaller batches. You can be creative, make something yeah. new. It goes out quickly. You start something else. And um, but, the, but the downside of that was it's it's a restaurant first. So if the restaurant does succeed, then, you know, the brewery's gone. And right. We didn't have those skills um, for, you know, being a restaurateur. So, um we wanted to make sure we had the skills for the for the brewing industry, especially with the business side, and the and the and the backbone of you know the deep um, fundamentals of science and art, which it is a combination of art and science if you're brewing correctly. Definitely, yeah. I agree. Well said. Um, what's the style that Good Good Goodwater's known for? Um, I think we're more known, mostly known for the fact that. Um, we stick t- pretty close to traditional beer styles with an accent, so okay. just a little twist. So um, definitely have always been more the mindset of doing something you're comfortable and good at versus chasing what the new thing is and yeah. trying to trying to dial it in and, mm-hmm. and do something that could be a little more inferior, if you will, or, right, or just not right. good enough for, for the people that you're trying to compete against yeah no make happy that they're coming in when they're drinking it that's the they know what that style is and if you don't make it up to par right even if it's something new it's like you know it's just you know you're gonna know what you're doing and yeah we we always did that we started with four beers originally Mm -hmm. that we had on tap now or it's a dozen yeah um what were those four beers um we had our stange which is our kolsch cool yep is that the same that I'm drinking right yes, now. Yes, it is. Yeah, it's yeah. wonderful. It yeah. is a really good Kolsch. Yeah. yeah. And then a proper mild, which is an English mild. That, um, nice. Ryan, you're good drinking. job, Ryan. Ryan. It's very good. Yeah. yeah. And then very good. we also had our Inspired, which is a dark Irish red. Yeah. Uh, I'm surprised you didn't get that. I almost got that. Yeah, yeah. 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 Taps are open. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the Hoppy Side of Pale, because that's when I had dialed in. I th- we were talking about this earlier. Yeah. So, that... Um, as a home brewer, years in and years out, I just dialed it in because that was the beer I wanted to drink at home. Yeah. And yeah. It's, a, it's a good, easy drinking um, pale ale with a little bit of a hop bite at the end, but it dissipates. So it's not, and I love it. doesn't I, linger too long. Right. And I like, I love IPAs. I drink them all the time. But for me and anybody else, if you really delve into IPA after IPA, 
you get palate fatigue mm. because yeah. of hops yeah. overwhelm it. And then you're not tasting anything anymore and you're right. not getting the experience that, that you want. And with this, the, the hop kind of goes away just enough that when you're ready for that next sip, you kind of start the whole cycle over again. Yeah. yeah. So it really brings you around to really enjoying it. And the other thing we've always done is beers that are crisp and clean. Nice. And not, yeah, and not high alcohol because when we were first getting into it, it seemed like everything was just like really creeping, boozy. creeping eight, nine, yeah, you know, high IBUs, 10, 11, yeah. 12 percent. It's like, you know, I just remember wanting to go to a local pub and watch, you know, football on Sunday. Right. No, like, same. I, I can't sit here and watch two games and drink 12 percent no. alcohol beer. Like, <laughs> no. You guys are killing me. Yeah, <laughs> no, I agree. We're so appreciative of a brewery that has, like, not necessarily sessionable, but like approachable, like 5 percent beers it's just yeah. wow i can sit here and enjoy myself and i can drive home after and mm -hmm. it's it's great definitely yeah <laughs> it seems like um since we've been back to vermont we were in vermont pre-covid yeah that was a three years ago, ago. Yeah. yeah and we were talking a lot about ipa 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 i mean we went to alchemist right in there. so obviously <laughs> yes. right we were in the ipa right? hub we, went, but we did go to von trapp right they're known for lagers pilsners whatever the german style it's so funny. Every brewery that we've talked to thus far has been like, yeah, hop fatigue, hop fatigue. Yeah. You they know, see the pendulum it, coming back over. Do you see the pendulum? Yeah, exactly. What Erica said. I think we've always seen it here just because the clientele we have and they know what we have. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, it took me a year um, before I even made an IPA because all my friends wow. made them. And, you know, I wasn't going to try to compete with a, right, right. you know, Sean Lawson's beers or Sean Hill's beers yeah. or, or some other people were doing it. I shouldn't be name dropping because I'm missing some, you know. That's great, fine. Great, great, <laughs> great people out there that are brewing yeah, beer. Yeah. But it's like, you know, until our distributor said, look, it's Vermont, you got to make an IPA. So we did, became our number one seller. So of course. You, now you got to make a double IPA. <laughs> so that did too. And, yeah. But again, that was back when it was like really just all IPAs and, and sours were coming up. Yeah. yeah. So um, we really kind of developed that. And we still have that, you know, we have, you know, a traditional hop up front, um, hop collusions or, or IPA that's, more traditional and East Coast, West Coast rather. Mm -hmm. We have a couple of different uh, East Coast IPAs, more tropical, yeah. fruity, single, and a double. So they're, they're available. You yeah. definitely have a variety, and I think you hit all the right notes. You yeah. know, you have a beer for everyone really here. Well, the great thing about that is, you know, there's so many different beer styles, but yeah. everybody's got a different palate. Everybody's got a different right. taste that they like. So, yeah. you know, just we don't want to make something we're not comfortable thinking we can make well. Right. But there's going to be somebody coming in that wants something other and then one single style, whatever that style might yeah. be. Yeah. Yeah. I do want to touch on something before we go to a break, and I'm aware. The, th the concept of hazy, when you were home brewing, everything we probably read and learned was like clear, crystal clear beer. Does it blow your mind X amount of years later that year you have to brew a, a hazy beer? I don't think so because it, relates to the style and, and the haziness a lot of you know you're also changing your your you know fundamental fermentation and what you're doing with various hop dry hopping sessions or I think that you know back then there wasn't really any like dry hopping or, right. or any of the, the styles that really took toward that so um, you really didn't see it so when it does come up like that it's it's new I, I, I kind of just think it kind of goes along with with that what that new thing is yeah, yeah. Um, now, you also know, and 
I don't want to push it too far. No, no, you're good. Most of our beers also are relatively clear outside of the ones that shouldn't be. Yeah. And, yeah. and we still don't do any filtering. It's all done through time Love it. temperature. So oh, really? Yeah. We yeah. take our time to let it be in the tanks long enough to, to do it right instead of try to push it through just to yeah. get product on this. Yeah. Definitely. I appreciate that. All right. I know my next question, but I'm going to let you think about it. When you let things settle and everything, schedule predicaments, I want to talk about how you do logistic-wise. But... We have to keep our lights on. So, sound guy Ryan? Take it away. At our local homebrew shop, Beer and Wine Hobby, you can get everything you need to make beer, wine, cider, cheese, and more. Not sure where to start? They have knowledgeable staff there to help. Beer and Wine Hobby is family-owned and located in Danvers, Massachusetts. Visit their website, beer-wine.com, and use our promo code BRUITS for 10% off your online order today. Shirts on Tap is the box subscription service for craft beer lovers. Each month, Shirts on Tap partners up with seven different breweries from across the country and collaborates on a sweet custom shirt design. We've been teamed up with Shirts on Tap since the inception of the podcast and are proud to announce a new promo code for all of our listeners. To get your first shirt for $5 off, go to the link in our description below and use the promo code. And remember, drink better beer, wear better shirts. I always find it fascinating. I have such an OCD mind where I want things in certain successions, but beer sometimes doesn't work that way, right? You know, if you want a product that's clear and you need to cold crash it and let it set, settled out. Or filter it. Filter, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, is that a logistic nightmare for your team? No, it isn't because we expect to do it with the way we develop the recipe up front. Okay. You anticipate that time ahead of Ahead of time. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, hey, fair enough. Easy that's enough. A, that's yeah. an easy yeah. question. The other thing that's important is repeatability. So mm, yeah. Um, yeah. if you want to put a product out and you want to put it in a can with a certain name and a certain look, you know, we should all expect it to be the same every time. Yeah. So in order to do that, then your, your cycle has to be pretty familiar along the way. I mean, there is that one huge variable called yeast being a living organism. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we have a good relationship. So, so yeah, good well, that's that. good. That's good. <laughs> we, uh, we asked this question a bunch, but uh, most important ingredient in beer, in your opinion? Well, I think you're setting me up to say good water, but... Uh, <laughs> What's the most important beer uh, ingredient in a beer? I, I just, that's a good question because it really doesn't come down to the, the four main ingredients. I think it comes down to the, the, the art and creativity of how it's made and how it's produced. And so maybe the brewer. The brewer and, and just the... The process. The, the process in a way, um, but, but the, the care and the desire to do it right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. a good answer too. Yeah, that's a good yeah. answer. No, definitely. They just made it up. <laughs> it was great. It was great on the and spot. And you've only drank like a tenth of your beer. So, like, <laughs> so um, oh, go ahead, Eric. Well, I mean, I'm, you I'm talked about it, right? So where did the name come from? So you need good water to make good beer. Sure. Vermont has really good water. Yeah. Mountain um, water. Yeah, yeah, all kinds of great. The Lake Champlain's nice and clean. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, my last name is Bunno. I'm from Canada originally, nice my, French fam name. my family, yeah. my father's from Canada, and and that translates directly in English as good water. Oh, 
So well, there you go. It ties our family in. Yeah. Um, my mother was a, a stubborn little Irish woman with a <laughs> last name, which we have one red maid named after her. Nice. Um, but uh, if you if you notice, our, our logo is a Celtic water yeah. symbol. Yeah. Just manipulate a little bit to be water, hops, and yeast. Yeah. I'm water, hops, and barley with a little triangle in the middle that could be the yeast that makes sure. it. Sure. Gives it motion, per se. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, It's so a great we, logo. We try to have, you know... It's great to have a story with anything. Yeah. But um, when it connects to something, you know, close to heart, like family, it's it's awesome. Yeah. We're we're lucky to be able to have that. Yeah. You mentioned having a younger family growing up. Any of your children involved in this endeavor? Yeah. I mean, my, my, my son is an avid craft beer drinker. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty it. Yeah. <laughs> That's perfect. Now That's they, great. They're both in the medical field and uh, um, took a few years, but finally... Over time, my, my daughter would be willing to, like, get me a beer. She was in the kitchen. She's getting stuff for everybody else because she was like, when she was a little kid, she's like, I'm not getting you a beer. <laughs> That's bad, That's bad for, for you. you. Yeah. <laughs> so it's safe to say you're, um, I'm sure the gift that your wife gave you is a uh, five-barrel system, whatever. <laughs> brew in a bucket kind of thing. Brew, no, it was brew in a bucket back yeah. in the yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 80s for sure, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, little handmade stuff, little, you know. And that no resources, right? Like it's like that was the thing back then. I mean, a lot of times we would we would end up utilizing um, malt out of a can that came from Australia, and there was never dated when that malt was yeah. made into. And it was like liquid. pre-hopped, and sometimes it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then you had to pick and choose. There was very limited hops, and you know we brewed it. You find a pretty decent pot you can do on the stove, and I yeah. mean, then ruin the stove. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Uh, I, my daughter was really great. Actually, she was my first helper because um, toddler days, she would help me by handing me the, the bottle caps and we'd have to cap oh, perfect. everything. Yeah. Perfect. You always need help doing that. Yeah. <laughs> Clean off the bottle labels that came from yep. some yep. other major microbrewer in uh, Boston that we use their bottles from. Yep. <laughs> so it's, a, it's safe to say you're not brewing in a, in a barrel any longer. A bucket anymore. Yeah, a bucket. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's a barrel. It's a 20-barrel system. Yeah, yeah so. let's, uh, let's talk about the system. Yeah, so we have a um, state-of-the-art 20-barrel uh, brew house from, um, comes out of uh, Wisconsin. Nice. Cool. Um, and, uh, and then we have a, a cellar that, at this point, is about a 360-barrel capacity. It's mostly 20, 40-barrel um, fermenters, brights, et cetera. Nice. Um, so that's what we utilize for most things. Um, on the other side of our facility, we have a canning production line um, and, and packaging and whatnot. But... Um, other than that, um, we do have a little um, half-barrel Sabco like your pilot, pilot system. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we utilize that once in a while for recipe development and, yeah. and uh, play around. Did you start on this size, or did you grow into this? We did. We, we wow. Started by, by you started pretty big. Yeah. Again, uh, talking with some of the friends when I was coming into it, they were like, don't go... Um, don't go small with don't a go seven yeah. or whatever. We always yeah. hear that. Like we ask sometimes, what do you wish you did when opening? Bigger system. Yeah. Bigger system. Yep. Always the thing. And and some of my friends were like, yeah, it was 15, we have 15s. Go over the 30. And it's like, well, for the, fortunately we didn't because I think, you know, you can get boxed into having to brew too much at once. Yeah. Um, but also uh, that was just a financial thing. That 20 was better. Yeah. Um, a couple of those people now have very... Big systems. Yeah. <laughs> Some of them still have the same system. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. What's, what is it about Vermont that makes it kind of special for beer? 
Um, I think you'd have to say that there's there's a, a, a great multi-season tourism here. Mm. So it's great when people come back year after year and it's like, what's new? Yeah. And there's something, um, or even if that's a style of beer you have or it's a new brewery, um, being in proximity with Montreal and Canada and getting a lot of, now we can again, uh, get a lot of people that come down from there. I mean, an hour and a half from here to downtown Montreal. So people come down to shop and have lunch and go home. Um, and I think the other thing is it's also a rural state. So you get a lot of people that, you know, they're, they live in an area where they can get some good beer to have at home. And, and, you know, we've got our season. So, you know, stick season and winter and, and mud season are yep. uh, go out seasons. I mean, you know, to go out like in the summer when you go right. on the lake or right. hiking or go to a bar as much as you would, you know, sometimes in the winter. But winter you're doing, you know, winter sports or, or stoking a stove. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Yeah, it just seems we've talked about this with other, and I know our guests, our listeners have probably heard this in past episodes. Vermont has better educated beer drinkers, in my opinion. Yeah, I think so. And um, not sure why. Oh, come on. We know why. (laughs) There are breweries. All the amazing breweries here. You've educated your people. I think it's the job (laughs) the breweries are doing. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a fair point, too. Yeah. Yeah, I yep. guess that has to be a part of it because yeah. like, you got to have you got to have a, a something that builds a foundation to 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 go off and right. Yeah, craft beer drinkers are only going to go by what they have available, right? Yeah. Yeah. Do you think uh, it's also because Vermont is so community driven, where it's like, you know, we want to drink beer that's served in Vermont, made in Vermont. I think so. I think Vermont is definitely a made in Vermont kind of place you've got you know the, the maple syrup by far the best in the country um you've got uh just everything that's made here and there's a lot of you know farm to table mentality mm-hmm. a lot of yeah. local fresh ingredients people you know um whether it be you know orchards in the fall or or whatever there's always you know sh- uh, sugaring for maple syrup in the spring or or what's going on it's just there's something about made in vermont that people just are are, are proud of it's an old um, tradition in Vermont that, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of people that have generations here. Yeah, but yeah. I feel like also made in Vermont, it's not some sort of like BS slogan. When you know like it's made in Vermont, you, you expect a certain quality. And I think some of that also goes to the fact that there's, being a, a, a smaller state, there's only so much you can put out. So yeah. what you do, make it good. Um, you know, if you're the size of California, you can put out, you know, uh, you know, gazillion things and probably be good at a lot of them, but not great at all of them. Yeah. yeah. yeah who knows? So I want to take another route here. You said you are on the Vermont Brewers Guild board? Or association. Or association? Yeah. yeah. That's cool. So what are you guys working on right now? What kind of rules are you working to change, to add? Well, we're, we're not outlawing podcasts. You guys are okay. Okay, right. good. <laughs> uh, not yet. I, if, if I had a suggestion, you should depends probably what, do depends that. Depends finish it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You Stay tuned. Do that, do that next. Yeah. <laughs> uh, most of it's just realizing, um, you know, what we have to do and, and, and putting on some, a couple of really good festivals. Mm-hmm. Our, our, 
uh, festival we do down in Burlington in, in mid-July at the waterfront is just one of the best in the country. It's just a great, great razor. Of course, you know, we're standing right on, right on the edge of a beautiful lake. It's a lake. beautiful spot. Yeah. yeah. You've, got the, you've got the mountains of the Adirondacks right across the lake, and, and while the, the sessions are going on, the sun's setting behind it, and it's just, I mean... You, What's better perfect. than that? Yeah. yeah. And you're drinking beer, walking around, listening yeah. to music, and and uh, so we we kind of focus on... on a lot of things outside of that would be more like, uh, you know, um, you know, protecting ourselves and our brand, the Vermont brand, mm-hmm. legislatively. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're putting time into that and effort into that. And we have some great committees. We don't, you know, it's really not a situation where the association uh, uh, oversteps itself and polices all the brewers. It's yeah. more of an opportunity to um, have a platform where they can get, you know, what they need heard yeah and and we work on and um i think it's a, a it's a great situation because in vermont we have so many breweries yeah but you know you know we we're one of the early 30 breweries in vermont now there's just shy of 70 and yeah but the but the the capacity hasn't doubled it's it's hard yeah it hasn't, same amount of people <laughs> right. but the thing about it is because um a lot of those brewers aren't like nano brewers or smaller mm, breweries yeah. and local breweries. And, and I've always been a big advocate of this uh, because it's like, well, you know, you got a brewery now in St. Johnsbury and up in the, and, and you got a couple up in the, in the islands and in the Grand Isle and you got something in Virginia, you got something, yeah. you know, uh, in Hyde Park or wherever it might be. And it's like, again, being a rural state, you've got good, smart craft beer drinkers, but they want something at home when it's local. That they yeah. Get, as long as you're good yeah. and it's great for everything. And it just, it just, you know, rising tide is great for all ships, and yeah. and the great thing about the the Brewers Association is we focus on those small brewers, medium sized brewers, like we are, um, the large brewers. I mean, everybody's at a place at the table. You know, we have uh, um, people from all sizes on that board. That's cool. Uh, up to the biggest brewery we have in Vermont, and yeah. actually two of the biggest breweries we have in Vermont, and and so um, which are is it is it Bontrap and and, and uh, Alchemist? Or oh. Harpoon? Who are the two biggest in Vermont? Well, I mean, I was thinking more like uh, Harpoon yep. and uh, Fiddlehead. Fiddlehead. Yeah, right yeah. Now, Fiddlehead just was named number 49 in the country for wow. local wow. breweries Very cool. in the country. But, um, but those are just because that's who I'm thinking. Who, yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. Um, but again, at the small scale and the large scale, every one of those that's nice. Everyone's is represented. making really good beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. Yeah. yeah. We've stopped at, I mean, we've gone to five breweries today, four breweries today, and uh, yesterday we went to one. All the beers. They're all great. Shelf. Yeah. It's, 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 it's nice to see. Yeah, and you can find something you want. How many double Definitely. IPAs or New England style IPAs do you think we've had as a collective? Maybe we two. don't think I've had any, and I, I honestly one. haven't yeah. seen many either. Like, yeah. I really think that a beer like this is coming back into popularity, yeah. uh, which is nice to see. Yeah. And, we, and we do some things like you're drinking an OPA. Which is really good. Yeah, an o- OPA yeah. ale is something I, I came across when I was at a conference out in the Northwest. Mm-hmm. And it was pretty common out there to know what that meant. Nobody knew what it was yeah. here, but yeah. it took a while to dial it in and get it right, but it's just like it got a little creaminess and right. melded a to softness. the edges of a, of, a, of a pale ale. Yeah. Yeah. It's really nice. Um, how do you get your inspiration? I mean, you say this one was from like a conference. I mean, are you just usually trying a beer and like, oh, I like this. I want to brew this or. 
But we're going to let you think about that. Okay. <laughs> Ryan's giving me the hairy eye. And it we is all time. all know in podcast land what the hairy eye means. So take it away, Ryan. Are you a solo artist, band, podcaster, or anyone else who needs recording services? Well, we got a place for you where your vision can become a reality. Welcome to Small Pond Studios, built by hand with heart and sweat equity by musicians for musicians. Go to smallpondstudios.io to reach out to get more information. And make sure you let them know that Barut sent you. Hey, Sound Guy Ryan here. Didn't know if you heard, but we're a part of the Hopped Up Network. There you'll find other informative podcasts about beer. So go ahead, follow them on social media, and visit them on their website, hoppedupnetwork.com, to learn more about the people, beer, and breweries from around the country. And until next time, thanks for listening. Cheers. And we're back. We're back. So, Erica. That's crazy. I thought you asked a really great question. Thank you. I ask them from time to time. Yeah. It's impressive. Thank you. It is. So, ask the question. Okay. I'll ask it again. (laughs) Inspiration. Where does it come from? Do you simply just try beer off the street and like, oh, this is great. I want to make this. Or Are you like a savant and just dream it up? (laughs) I just, I think it just kind of comes to me. It's just one of those things that... He's a savant. If you don't, if you yeah. don't, yeah. But I mean, if you, if you don't, if you don't think about it, then it's free flowing. Uh, I tried that with music once; it didn't work so well. <laughs> well Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, I try that if I wake up in the middle of the night, say, "Oh yeah, just don't think about anything," and then of course, yeah, yeah, then you think of everything. I'm up for four hours. <laughs> but um, I think we're also at a good place because we have hit a lot of the areas that we like as far as the styles and, and whatnot, and. You know, it might be more of a situation where someone comes to us saying, hey, what about this? Yeah. Um, or there's something, you know, like we never really did a sour for a few years. So now we've got a specific line that's just sours. And we, yeah. You know, kettle sour, like right now we have the Berliner Weiss. Um, but, you know, once in a while it's just kind of fun to be creative. Because then, like I said before, the art and the science come together. And, right. and recipe development is a blast. And, yeah. uh, you know, this past summer for the Brewers Conference uh, Festival... Thursday night, they want to have something that included more of a Vermont theme, so you had to use something from Vermont. Mm. So we decided, well, let's make an ESB, a nice English special bitter with some Vermont hops. Ooh, so we had yeah. like a, an, a, an English um, ale with a Vermont accent. That's awesome. So Cool. Yeah, so it actually, it's, it's a little sharper than, you know, if you want to come in and you want to have your tradi- traditional English beer, you might be like, oh, what happened here? Maybe yeah. not, yeah. but... But again, it's just kind of a yeah. fun little one-off. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Man, I love Massachusetts. Don't get me wrong. The but beer Vermont's seems great. got it going on. Let's, I mean, come on, Massachusetts. Yeah. <laughs> we need a separate game up. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, we only, we only have a couple more minutes with this. But how um, are you still brewing yourself? Occasionally. Yeah. Um, Do you miss it when you don't have it? I miss it when I'm doing it again. Yeah. 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 Right. <laughs> uh, you know, it's just as you as you move on and, and things grow and uh, you get busy and there's only so many hats you can wear and um, I get fortunately from us and in, in at least some ways looking back at it the pandemic was was good to us because I've got two great brewers and production people that 
you know, lost their jobs in the industry, a, a really great brewery, and, and uh, are here. Nice. Perfect. And, um, so it worked you know, out. So, and we actually grew through the uh, pandemic slowly. We, we actually couldn't do much, so decided the, the area we're in now is a restaurant area. We didn't have a restaurant before. And yeah. Put the kitchen out and got that ready to go. And, and so... Um, do you find it hard, not to interject, but do you find it hard? Are people coming here first for the beer or are they coming for the food? It's always for the beer. Yeah. yeah. Our food now with uh, Pablo, our chef, is just phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, it's like, I don't know yeah. how he ended up walking through our door. Luck. But yeah. um, it's just, it's, 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 it's just great. And um, creative, changing the things over every couple, three months with what's new and fresh. And yeah. So that really draws people in. And we do some, you know, special events a couple yeah. times a week. We yeah. do some variety of things. And so things like that do draw people in, but it's always been beer first. And um Kind of what I went back to before with the whole brew pub thing. If the restaurant didn't work, yeah, you know, you're, you're sunk. Right. And actually, the people in uh, uh, Cigar City, uh, not Cigar City, but um, down in Tampa, there's a brew pub down there that they told us that because they're having a hard time. But, yeah. And they've yeah. been established for years. Yeah. I think with us on the other side is like we're okay because they know you your beer. They want your beer. Our beer has been established for years. Yeah. We started yeah. the food. So. Right. Uh, right. It's interesting. Like we mentioned, we've been up here three years ago. Nobody mentioned brew pub. Like nobody mentioned like the food aspect. Mm -hmm. Breweries that we've been to previous, it's like you have to have a food aspect now. Um, why is that? Some of that might have grown out of the uh, the, the way we came out of the pandemic because, again, we we developed all this. We had uh, behind us was a, a wall to the other side, and a, it was a nice, you know, finished pallet wall. It was really nice design over there. People were like don't cut through that because we was building this over here. But we had this kitchen made we had this this side of you know all the seating. this is a good space right completely done like this yeah and then then the one night the governor said all right now um restaurants can open to 50 percent again and so can any um breweries as long as you have a first class license which means you're selling food yeah so that night we cut that hole there yeah if you're here and we close on a thursday night and you came in friday there was all it was completely <laughs> different yeah but um that's so that funny. also drove other people to have to start doing something yeah 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 we've seen that growth of food and i mean a lot of the places have and good food good it's food. not just yeah. like hot dogs yeah. it's it's but i legit. think that goes back to what vermont is it's mm -hmm. like you can't just bs this stuff I don't, I don't know, Massachusetts. And that happened oh, yeah. with the pandemic. Everyone had hot dogs. Yeah. Like, it's like <laughs> I, mean, I, I think that's true, too. But we have to give credit to everyone that comes here at, during, you know, doing visits for tourism and stuff like that. Because sure. we, get, we get great clientele that come to Vermont from a lot of different states, yeah. two different countries and everything like that. But, you know, they expect something good. They, yeah. You know, yeah. They don't want to come in and get a bag of, of chips or yeah. peanuts or something. Yeah. A yeah. hot dog. You know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. they could have gotten that. At home, I'm not saying what state that is, but yeah, no, <laughs> we won't say it. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> so uh, it sounds like at Goodwater, and I actually know because I've seen the menu. There's an offering for everyone. Mm -hmm. Indeed, really, it is, and uh, that Kolsch was killer. So good, it was awesome, nice and crisp. It, thank mm -hmm. you. And uh, it's a sign of a good brewery, I think. I they think have so a good too. Brewery, a good like Kolsch. when they have a good Kolsch, that's in my opinion, it's a sign of a good brewery. Yeah. So uh, we sign off on our listeners. Root sign of. Check yeah, yeah. Approval. For yeah. whatever that means, actually. But, um, where are you physically located so our listeners can come? So Goodwater is uh, 740 Marshall Avenue in Williston, Vermont. We're right, um, right outside of Burlington. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, very easy access. Um, one of the, uh, the the 
two highways have them. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, are you seven day a week operation or what's what's the operation hour? Uh, right now we're Wednesday through Sunday. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So just check Perfect. our website in case yeah. that changes yep. in the time that you listen to this episode. But, and uh, uh, good water on all social medias, I assume. Yeah, I mean we've got everything going with the Facebook and, and um, Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. Perfect. Our website. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Sure. Imagine. When you got your first brewing system, you're like, I'm going to run a brewery from an Instagram account. <laughs> what the hell am I talking about right now? Well, I mean, don't date me, but I'm thinking, we would have been saying, what's a fax machine? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love it. Marty, this has been awesome. This has been Thanks. great. Thank Thanks. you so much. Yes. I definitely encourage our listeners to stop at Make the stop, for sure. On your way to Burlington, not only... Or on your way home. On your way, way home. You whatever. should stop there. Great beer. Great beer. Really cool space. Yeah. And good parking. parking yeah, we love parking. Key. Yeah, parking is um, Coming from Massachusetts, any place with a parking lot is pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, enjoy some of the beer. And I'm excited to see what Pablo is doing for food. Can you give us a little sneak peek? Like, what does he do for, for food here? Um, well, again, it changes. So uh, right now it's a little bit seasonal. So we've got, like, uh, some... A falafel salad, mm. falafel pita, but um, kung pao, Brussels sprouts, Yum. those kinds of things are small plates, a uh, variety of wings, uh, beef, bao wings. beef bao buns, oh, yeah. some local product. Everything's made here, too. Delish. Yeah. Uh, smash burger, which is just I a- I love a like good a, smash burger. I mean, nobody right. else has got them around here, you know? <laughs> yeah. But also, you know, like a kimchi burger. Mm. Yeah. You know, I you know, love variety, kimchi. Variety too. things, you know. Cool. Fun, cool. Something for everyone. Again. Again. Yeah. Crazy. So- Love it. We say go to Goodwater. And if you don't, you're an idiot. You're a fool. You're a fool. (laughs) (laughs) Ryan is cringing right now that I called our listeners idiots. Fools. We love you anyways. Just just come here, then you won't be a fool. It'll be fine. And we'll love you again. Exactly. (laughs) Until next time. Yeah, we'll catch you in two weeks. Cheers. Cheers.